Football, baby! It's time for episode 39 of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. It's your host as usual, Dustin Blanton, along with my trusty co-host, Travis Masterson. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. Love to hear from you. It's episode 39, as I said, the Steven Jackson of episodes. What a powerhouse he was to watch. Fun times in fantasy, of course, unless, of course... You're facing Dalvin Cook in the playoffs of a dynasty league. And in that case, it's a bad time because a few hours prior, you were staring at a lineup that had Alexander Madison in it and all was right with the world, Travis. I had a bunch of butterflies and then I saw a hobbled, supposedly hobbled Dalvin Cook in a lineup. And then I'm thinking, okay, it's the Steelers defense. It's a team that I can really count on to contain, to hold a running back down. And the only thing they held Dalvin to was, I don't know, I guess a bet that he told them that I I can't go over 200 yards. And they're like, no, we're going to draw the line. Oh, he, two- he will. Oh, God. He, he's, he's approaching it. He just ripped off another 12-yard run. It's first and goal for the Vikings as we speak. Oh, of course it is. See, we're, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this as the game. I had to, I had to stop watching because Dalvin Cook Sometimes is sing- single-handedly just destroying my life. Um, <laughs> welcome in, though. Thank you for listening. We've got week 14 previews, big picks. We've got it's a trap. Of course, we've got um, we've got some other guys we're going to talk about. We got some more discussion topics. So let's dive into it. We're bouncing it back. Yep. Does it bounce? Got some guys, of course. Will they bounce? Will they not? Cases for and against. It's the whole gambit here. We like to have fun. So let's do it. What? Looking at the landscape of games. Before we dive into you know just specific segments, uh, is there any is there any matchup you're wanting to pay like particular attention to? What game, while doing our research, did you see and you're like, man, that's actually going to be a good game. That's going to be fun to watch, not just for fantasy but for football wise as well. There's a couple, and the first one is the Chiefs and Ra- uh, Raiders. You said earlier in the season the Raiders always give them a tough game, and. This has been the case. It will continue to be the case for whatever reason. They are not scared of this Chiefs team. Right. The Chiefs are red hot right now. The Raiders are fighting for their lives. I can't wait to see them duke it out. Even though Darren Waller will likely not be there, they do have Superman, a.k.a. Hunter Renfro, going right now. <laughs> He's as hot as can, can be. Can we just call him Clark Kent? Can we call him Clark Kent? I think so. I think we should. <laughs> Outside the Chiefs game, I'm excited to watch the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Not because I think it will be a super close game, but I want to see Dallas's offense get back on track and put up some huge numbers. I want to yeah. know what's going on with their running backs. And is Washington's defense actually oh, turning the gosh. corner? They've had a really strong last month, and there's going to be 
some guys um, like Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, that are coming up and playing mm-hmm. Washington over the next few weeks in the playoffs. And I want to know what kind of what to expect with those guys. Yeah, that's fair. You bring up the running backs, and it breaks my heart. Uh, Tony Pollard dealing with a torn plantar fascia in his foot. Not fun. Ouch. And that just breaks my heart because that dude, you could watch it all season. He's been electric. Uh, there's some Cowboys we're going to talk about. We'll just jump right into our first segment. Then, Travis, does it bounce? You've got a quarterback here that uh, is part of one of these games. Go ahead and hit us with some Dak magic. I'm about to bounce back. Bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Are we about to bounce? Let's bounce. Dak Prescott, I think, bounces back in a big, big way. Both running backs very banged up, as we just said. Um, however, Amari Cooper is back to full strength, so he should have CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Schultz, and the one and only Michael Gallup mm-hmm. to catch these passes. And I think Dak lets it fly in a big way on his way to 350-plus yards Ooh. and three touchdowns. Dak for the win, possible QB1 overall, for sure, top five. Oh, I like it. I like it. That sounds magical. I'm also going with a superstar quarterback uh, with my bounce-back candidate. Look, it doesn't get much worse than what we witnessed on Monday night, okay? Josh Allen is going to have a bounce-back game, okay? He's going to – it's in what could be a potential shootout. We always say that, and these games kind of tend to underwhelm. Um, this one should be, I agree. But this one should be. Uh, Tom Brady knows the Bills well. Josh Allen uh, not facing um, a blizzard. And Tampa has a weak secondary, okay? Not to mention this game isn't going to be in New England or Buffalo, for that matter. It's going to be a nice, warm Tampa, Florida. So I, I think this is going to be a nice game for him. Uh, the ball's going to fly, um, easily throw it. And, of course, they've never really been a run-first team anyway. So I think Josh Allen's going to have another big game. I think he easily goes over 300 yards. I think he's going to get three touchdowns and maybe even rushes for one. So uh, Josh Allen's going to have a nice game this week. I like it. They need to bounce back as a team. Oh, for sure. It's getting close to the playoffs now, and they need to get hot at the right time Can you or they're going to be out really quick. We're living in a world where the, the Patriots are number one in their division. I know. And we – I don't – I can't McCorkle. believe I'm saying that. Three pass McCorkle. That's where we're at. <laughs> Brandon Cooks does not bounce back this week. I do not see it. I am absolutely sick and tired of the Texans in general. I'm sick of trusting Brandon Cooks. I have him in a league, our home league, actually, as my wide receiver three. Yeah. It is so frustrating. He might catch the long one. He might not. Do you want to watch mm-hmm. any of it to see how he gets there? Absolutely not. No. So for th- You want to watch how hot dogs are made? For the reason nope. that I want to see <laughs> That I want to watch my players play, and he is absolutely not one of them. Brandon Cooks, you are not bouncing back. I don't care what your volume says. Gross. Oh wow, this is gonna this is, this will make it's for getting an personal show. here. All right, that's okay. My my wide receiver does it bounce candidate is Terry McLaurin, and I vote on him to not bounce back this oh, week. Oh wow, I don't think it's happening. Action. That I think uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to be a huge um, burden for Terry McLaurin and Taylor Heineke. I think that 
that defense is getting better. And I think with this being the closest thing they're going to get to a pivotal division matchup this year, I think that they are going to key in on Terry McLaurin, of course, since he's their number one weapon, essentially. I don't think Taylor Heineke is enough to elevate that offense to make the defensive plan irrelevant. So there's my pick. Terry McLaurin not bouncing back. He's not going to beat any projection that you have out there for him. Maybe next week, but this week, Terry McLaurin's getting shut down. They've looked so sloppy on offense. They've squeaked out a few close it's wins, but, man, every time they get the ball, it's, if it's not in Gibson's hand, it is very right. sloppy. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest bounce back at running back is going to be the return and welcome back of Alvin Kamara. I love this. He bounces back into your lineup. He will immediately give you a top three overall running back week like you drafted him to be. He gets the New York Jets. That's delicious. Mark Ingram out mm. with COVID. Deontay Harris Ooh. out. It's going to be all Kamara and all Taysom Hill. More on Taysom Hill to come later. But I think Alvin Kamara will have 25 to 30 touches and absolutely go off for you when you need him most. Are you worried at all? And again, I don't want to get too much into the matchup. Are you worried at all that having a rushing quarterback is going to negatively affect him? Even even against the Jets. I know the Jets are a primetime matchup. Um, I can see that argument, especially if Ingram was healthy. Like he probably will be next week. Yeah. We can cross that bridge when we get there with Alvin Kamara, but I think it's time. He's missed a lot of time. I think he's ready to be fed the rock and finish the season on a high note, and I think he just demolishes the Jets. I'm right there with you, man. I'm I'm hoping for it crossing my fingers. My running back is also – I'm sorry, my running back bounce back, and it is also a superstar in the NFL already. Aaron Jones returning from that injury that sprained MCL, and what better of a matchup at home against a unfortunately very beat up and soft Chicago Bears defense. It hurts me to say that, but I know how the Packers typically handle the Bears. The Bears aren't exactly in a prime spot. They're not a competitive team this year. Um, It is what it is. But Aaron Jones coming back, taking over that workhorse role again. A.J. Dillon will still have a role, but I expect the passing game to also um, open up for Aaron Jones as Randall Cobb um, has lost or, well, is injured and lost for an extended period of time. So I expect Aaron Jones to pick up on some passing work as well, um, as well as the other passing offensive weapons that they'll have there. But Aaron Jones, bounce back candidate here. Um I, I, I foresee a couple. There's a direct correlation with Aaron Jones going off and it being really cold in Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like every year that first little bit of snow, it's like, uh-oh, here comes Aaron here Jones. He comes. He's, 200 yards. <laughs> he's going to have either you know, a huge yeah, monster 100-plus yard game or he's going to have, I don't know, three touchdowns, like two rushing and a receiving touchdown. He goes nuts in this. He, he'll just like six yard red zone touchdown touchdown you to death, and it's just like there's nothing you can do. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, that's I think right. It's gonna be one of those games, of course, since it's the Bears. All right, that wraps up the bounce backs. Yeah, and it's time for some big picks, Travis. This is what we come here for. This is this is this is the steak of this dinner. Let me give you a review of what we did last week. My call at quarterback was Kirk Cousins to be in the top eight. He finished as number eight. I will count that as a win. <laughs> That's hitting a to- uh, nail right on the head. 
Antonio Gibson, I said he will be a top five running back in week 13. He finished as mm. RB6. Does not count as a correct call, but gosh, it can't get much closer. <laughs> nope. Brandon Ayuk, I said 16-plus points. Missed it. Not good, mm. but I will still keep the faith with Ayuk. Debo should be out again. Hopefully he gets back on track this week. You had something that you texted me earlier today about Ayuk that was really impressive. Oh, yeah. Three of the last five. Yeah, that was the last that was last uh the last episode. It was Ayuk in three of his last five games. He's either had ninety plus yards or eighty yards and a touchdown. I like the sound of that as an Ayuk owner. And then finally tight end, Mike Kosicki. This is one of those things, kinda like the Kyle Pitts um process. He had seven catches on eleven targets, but only finished with forty six yards and no touchdowns. So sometimes the process is right, and the results are not there. There's nothing you can do about that. I would pick Kasiki again. I will take 11 targets mm-hmm. to a tight end all day long. Yeah. So, Kyle Pitts owners, I know how you feel about <sighs> drafting Goodness. him and the process being right. I love the man. Hate the, hate the game sometimes. I, I How'd your guys do? Uh, well, I, I feel like I played it safe a little bit. Uh, my quarterback, obviously, being Tom Brady against the Falcons, felt a little bit like a gimme. And it was. He was the number two overall quarterback on the week. One point behind Kyler. He just absolutely demolished that team. Elijah Mitchell, he was the running back 14 on the week. He beat his projection. And I'll count that as a win. The dude's just electric. I'm, I'm so glad that you're getting to partake in some of his his productivity. It does my heart a lot of good. You're just, I mean, you, you've, raised, you've raised these children of yours. <laughs> Push them out into the world, and you're just watching them yeah. flourish. Just don't even think about them being on my tech, my team. Just be happy for the for what you have raised. For sure, I I am. Yeah, it's, it's nice <laughs> to see guys I used to have on my roster. They take the qualities well. of your household out here. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it'd it, be nothing without the things they learned back in kindergarten. So, really, really happy that they're doing well. My wide receiver, Michael Pittman, finished as the wide receiver 16 last week. He had 14 points and a half PPR. Another solid day. Of course, it helps when, you know, Jonathan Taylor's having 30-plus touches um, and you don't really need any wide receivers when you're facing the Houston Texans. So, nice of him to show up. And then, of course, Gronk. Tight end three on the week. It was, I mean, again, Falcons kind of does that for you players. Um, I, I like Gronk. Very solid week uh, of big picks, though. I think uh, I think we did pretty good. Probably the best of the season as far as consistency. Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's another week and another um, another opportunity to make mistakes. So, big picks for week 14. As we Who said, you as you say this, hold on. As you say this, I have a breaking oh. news update. Oh, no. We have a seven-yard touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson that has been dropped uh, by Deontay Johnson. Come on, man. Flat-out drop, no deflection, ball in his hands, nothing nothing around him. Ah. Uh. Followed by a Najee Harris touchdown. I hate football sometimes, man. <laughs> I hate it. Brutal. Deontay, eh, he was due for one drop, but mm. man, it hurts when it's in the end zone and you have done nothing oh. all night. Anyway, week 14, we're still here with you. Big pick of the week. I'm going right back to Taysom Hill. I just talked about him. I think he does it again. He goes over 20 easily. He should not need either hand versus the Jets to get <laughs> this done. Yeah. Yeah, he'll just use his legs. I feel like it. I feel like even just a little forearm, uh, some sort of 
screen pass from the forearm. Oh my gosh. Make uh, more oven mitts. He could get creative. I, I feel like he can do pretty much anything. So however he wants to get Kamara the ball on a screen pass and let him take it to yeah. the house will be how he gets his points. So it's his legs, it's Kamara's legs through the screens. And that's about it. But it's a very safe, safe floor for a guy who runs like that and has that kind of weapon behind him against the hapless Jets. Wow. You know, I'm kind of following a similar formula with my quarterback big pick of the week. I've got Cameron Newton against the previously owned Atlanta Falcons. Um, With no Christian McCaffrey here, it's going to be a little bit um, tougher. Um, But it happens to be the hopeless, woeless, whatever it is you want to call them. It's the Atlanta Falcons that are not a good football team. And Cam Newton happens to be a rushing quarterback that also does not need to throw a bunch of yards for him to have a fantasy-relevant day. That's exactly what we love to hear. Um, You don't have to play well to have a good game. So, look, if Mac Jones can win a game throwing for 19 yards or whatever it is, Cam Newton can win a game (laughs) rushing for, I don't know, 60 yards and a touchdown. So, um, I think he's going to have some... I think he's going to have some opportunities uh, in the red zone in this one. And as we know, when Cam gets in the red zone, it's usually all Cam. So I'm I'm going to bet on Cam Newton this week. Fire him up against the Falcons. Cam running in the end zone is such a weird look. And not even weird. It's just so unique yeah. to him, the style that he does it. Compared to, let's let's say, even Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson. They, they yeah. at least, it's either a design QB draw and they immediately take off with it, or they are looking pass, and there's no option, and so they find a a hole and run through it. Cam Newton will take a snap at the six, immediately tuck it in his arm, count to three, and then say, all right, now let's go. I don't – it's so weird when you see it. You're like, okay, and then he gets in. It takes so long. With Cam, it's like he'll get stuck behind the like the offensive line. It's like, oh, this play's going nowhere. And then he'll bounce it outside as if no one behind the line is like, oh, we should contain this guy. It's it like, takes so long to get not, to the goal line. And he's not like the it, fastest guy anymore. He's just It's big. like Le'Veon Bell's patience oh, on steroids. He, he's yeah. waiting and waiting. He's like, y'all ready? All right, let's go. They're like, we've been blocking for four seconds. Oh, man. it's Yeah, no joke. Goodness, who's your running right. back? Who's your running back this week? <laughs> running back Josh Jacobs. This dude Ooh. is hot. He's coming off an 18 and a 19 the last two weeks. You like it? Once again, no Darren Waller expected this weekend. They are going to continue to use Jacobs a lot, including the passing game. Dustin, this stat will blow your mind. Do it. Josh Jacobs had nine. I repeat, nine. Catches last week. That's a niner for you Tommy what? Boy fans out there. A nine? Nine grabs. Wow. Giving okay. him 45 total touches over the last two weeks. I see that you, Raiders. huge, huge volume. Josh Jacobs, congratulations on joining those running backs who add four or five points. Wow. Um, uh, Just on receptions. And alone. all it took was just getting rid. I shouldn't say getting rid. Because uh, they didn't get rid of Kenyon Drake. He got hurt. <laughs> but all it took... <laughs> I thought you were going to say get rid of Henry all, Oh, that's awful. That's awful. And I thought you caught yourself no, and you're like, oh, no, I, I can't say, say that. We'll let Travis say that. All it took was that. not having an <laughs> unnecessary running back on the field 
for the Raiders. You're going to tell yeah. me you've always had this guy that you drafted in the first round. You're like, holy guys, how long have we known that he could pa- you know, he could catch passes? How long have we known? Yeah. Well, Drake's not coming back anytime soon. Man broke his ankle. So it's the Josh yeah. Jacobs show from here on out. It should have always been the John, the Josh Jacobs show. He's good, dude. Are. He's really good. He's really good. They they gave him the, the draft capital. I'm like, no, no, no. Modest usage the entire time. Um, my running back pick of the week is no stranger to catching passes. It's Clyde Edwards Alaire against the Raiders it, in the same matchup as that Josh Jacobs guy. The Raiders happen to be Travis, the 27th best team against the running back position this year. Is that good? It's <laughs> so good for Clyde. And <laughs> if only there were a hundred teams right. in the league, they'd be like pretty darn That's right. good. That's <laughs> right. So he's he, yeah, he's in the he's in the top twenty. Context. Well, they're in the top 28. I will say that. They're in the top 28, so that's a, it's, it's prestigious. Um, <laughs> this feels go. like another get-right game for this offense because um, they did pretty well against the Raiders last time they played them, and Clyde didn't play because he was injured, but this time I think Clyde is going to have a very nice game. I think he gets some scoring opportunities, even though he probably won't need – I feel like this could be a game where he rushes for like 60, 70 yards but also has like – I don't know, six, seven catches for, I don't know, 50-something yards. And it, it he might not need a touchdown to make it relevant for him, but you're going to get, at the very least, the floor for him will be average, you know, 10, 11 points and a half-point PPR. So I feel like he is a safe pick this week, and that's what I like about him. He has that plus touchdown upside. I, I see him as more of a lower-end fringe RB1 this week. I like and it. And so that's my pick. Um, let me ask you a question about the Chiefs. Okay. I want to know if this is a distorted view because I have Mahomes in our our favorite league and I mean probably. I watch every snap and it feels like anytime he's not throwing the ball, I get frustrated that they're running it. <laughs> I always hear the announcers come on and say they don't run it that much. They're not running it very often. But to me it feels like they run it so much and so and far too much. Is that is do they actually not run? Um, they're I feel like the, every time I watch their game, I'm like, dude, they're running again? Yeah, they're one of the they, – historically, they've been one of the lowest volume running teams. I think they've been, like, bottom five the last three years. Um, wow. I mean, they've had to change their um, this, their, ta- their you know their play style this year because teams were just letting them try to throw it deep, and they had adjusted. So they're having to be more patient. They're having to take more of a, a slow, you know, nickel and dime approach. Not so good at it yet. But yeah, um, they've they've run it a few more times uh, than they have been the last few years. Okay, it it feels like they're always running because you always want them to pass because everybody yeah. has their weapons. Yeah. So when they run, it right. feels like they just ran it twice. I don't know. Yeah, it's like what are you doing running on first down? What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? You have Tyreek Hill. You only need ten yards. All right. <laughs> yeah. Wide receiver big pick for me is one of my guys recently, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Hmm. Uh, his name has been in my mouth very often the last few weeks. (laughs) So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and make him my start of the week. He has been a wide receiver 23 in points per game over the last three that he has played in. Um, Randall Cobb had surgery today. He will be out for a while. Hmm. So there's a few more vacated targets. I just love the potential with his speed and the arm of Aaron Rodgers. They seem to be clicking. They go through these waves of he and Marquez Valdez Scantling of clicking. 
I, I don't know a better word for it, but it feels like he'll have three or four games where everybody's like, wow, they have a real wide receiver too. Where's this guy been? Huh. And then all of a sudden he falls off a cliff. But right now he is in the good graces of Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like this is a good matchup for him to catch another long one. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time beating up on the Bears because, it one, I, it's, I do it enough um, just to myself. But yeah, MVS is a solid pick <laughs> yeah. here. Um, it just watching if you ever get the chance to watch um, the Packers play and you watch kind of the um, evolution of Rogers' patience with Marquez Valdez Gantling, it a hundred percent has everything to do with that first pass he'll throw to Marquez because he'll throw it, and it's typically if he's throwing to Marquez, it's typically because he has to, and Devontae's not open. Um, so he'll Triple throw covered, it. Yeah. He'll, it'll be like typically one-on-one. Marquez will get open because Marquez can't get open and then it'll bounce off his hands. And then the look, the every single time, look, you need to watch this game because if you, if you look and you watch his first pass and he doesn't catch it, the first camera shot you're going to see after that is Aaron Rodgers' face because it's always, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like, oh, blank you're stare. Done. <laughs> He's waiting for Marquez to look back at him to make eye contact and his look will say, why do I even throw you the ball? Yeah. It's just it's every single time. It's so good. While we talk about Marquez, Deontay Johnson was targeted again in the end zone, incomplete. Incomplete? Carry on. Incomplete again. Third and goal. Um, if anyone wants to um donate to my GoFundMe, uh I just want to feel what it's like to win the money for a championship. Um, so if someone wants to actually send me the money just to like uh, I don't know, a, a short amount. Uh, I would I would appreciate it. Uh, my we'll see what my we wide do. receiver big pick of the week is none other than Brandon Cooks. Travis, what? Yeah, I'm going on this one. Oh I'm my go- god, I cannot wait to hear this. Yeah, it look this. No wonder you didn't insane. want to put it on the show sheet. It's here. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised. I picked. I look. I was looking into it. Okay, and. The appeal here is one that secondary is awful. Um, the quarterback change. I think Davis Mills is better for that team, um, and lots of volume. Of course, it's the same arguments you hear all year. But I think Brandon Cooks not having to deal with Jamal Adams in the secondary as well. I think that's going to be a plus for him. Um, either way you look at it, weak secondary. Even if it's garbage time stuff, those points still count. I think Brandon Cooks is a solid play this week um defense or offenses all year have been able to take advantage of the seattle secondary and it doesn't the rules don't change just because it's the the texans i think they can find some success in this game yes they do (laughs) yes they do i I, they suck balls (laughs) whoa we got aggressive i'm tired of this this guy's got some marquez valdez scantling in his mouth and Is this guy from Houston? Wow. <laughs> this guy. Najee Harris touchdown in number two. I hate my life. All right. Let's get, <laughs> let's continue to talk. Let's move on to tight ends. I'm ending with my tight end. Um, All right. My tight end big pick of the week is Evan Ingram. You might have forgotten about Evan Ingram because he's on a terrible team. Um, you might have also forgotten about him this week because Jake Fromm is most likely starting at quarterback. But let me tell you one thing that has been certain all year. It's that the Chargers are absolutely awful against the tight end position. And 
Jake Fromm is going to need to settle in on a target that is reliable and usually in the middle of the field, and that's going to be Evan Ingram. Um, I think it's going to – I think it's fair to call the quarterback situation in New York limited. But something I've – yeah, something limited. I've okay. noticed <laughs> is that typically whenever uh, quarterbacks need a, a target to feel safe with, it's the tight end. And I don't trust Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Tony might not play in this game. So Evan Ingram, especially against the Chargers, I think, look, it just it feels like this could be the one nice game he'll have this year. So he's my pick. Between Evan Ingram and Brandon Cooks, I am ashamed with those picks right now. And the fact that I am probably <laughs> means that they will both have very decent weeks. That's right. And you will look like a genius. But, oh, my gosh, those are so gross. Those are vomit in the mouth. Calling it. I also went pretty deep mm-hmm. here. Jared Cook, I think with Keenan Allen out, Cook has had a few pretty decent games with, with yep. Keenan in. So, with no Keenan and potentially no Mike Williams, we'll monitor that a little bit over the next 48 hours. I think he gets cleared by Saturday, but if he does not, even more so Jared Cook. Big target. Uh, I like Cook to get a touchdown in this game. Those are hard to predict, but man, his size without Keenan there, I feel like if it's not Eckler, it could very well be Jared Cook. All right, that's fair. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be something to monitor. I, I, it, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, man, I, what do you do? Is, is that offense still gonna be good without those two if Keenan doesn't play? No, but they'll be in the game. They, they, they'll score still. I mean, <laughs> Herbert will move it. Eckler will That's move true. it enough to give those guys some red yeah. zone opportunities. That's going to be our big picks for week 14. Now on to one of my it's, – it's a, it's a segment that has been growing on me. It is – it's a trap. These are guys that appear to be in good matchups, or maybe they've had good matchups lately, and we don't expect that to be the case this week. Hawkinson is my pick right off the bat, Travis. TJ Hawkinson against Detroit. People might look at his production last week and say he had eight targets. He had a touchdown. The Lions have figured out how to win. Unfortunately, he is facing the best team against defenses. Or the best team against defenses. The best team against tight ends uh, in Denver. And even though he is their number one target, this is going to be a rough, 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 rough game for Hawkinson. Please, this is the one week I feel good saying, just because you have Hawkinson in your lineup and we're approaching playoffs, please consider looking for another option. This I don't see this going well for him. Um, And it's in Denver, so that that defense is going to be at home. They're going to be juiced. I do not expect this to be a good game for Detroit. Not that there really are a lot of good games for Detroit, but this one... Hawkinson had his hand wrapped in... in some sort of cover today at practice too. Oh goodness! I saw a little blurb about Hawkinson. Was it like a Taco Bell wrapper? Being question? No, I mean it was it was fairly serious. I think he's questionable to oh play in my. general. So he will be he will be fairly limited. I think you need you got to have some good hands uh, yeah. to be a tight you end. You have to so. have at least one. Shoot, you can't. We can't all be Taysom Hill. <laughs> I'm gonna follow up on your slip up here a second ago, when you said. Uh oh. They are the best team in the league against defenses. <laughs> Who's the first team that comes to your mind when you hear that sentence as is? The best team against defenses? Yeah. 
What does that even mean? <laughs> Who do you think is the best team against defenses in the league? Um, I mean, I feel like, goodness, I don't know, maybe the Bucks. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> I was just like, that was worded funny, but it's actually yeah. an actual, it's a real <laughs> it's question. A real, it's an honest question here. And so it's a long way around saying who's the yeah. best offense <laughs> Who's the in best the team league? against defenses? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> if this train leaves at 8.50 and the other one leaves at 7.50. My trap man, first one, David Montgomery, coming off of a 24-point week. Ooh. Made a lot of fantasy owners happy last week to see him doing what he does. But Green Bay has been really solid against the run. They're number eight in the NFL in rush yards allowed per game. Whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, I don't like the matchup here for David Montgomery. So I'm not going to chase these points. And if you have, you may not have another option. That's the only thing is, yeah, there's a strong chance that with all the injuries and, and a couple guys out on bye week, you need David Montgomery, but I would temper expectations. I would say you'll be lucky to get 14, 13, 14 points from him, even in a half-point PPR. Ooh, all right. All right. Um, that, we've talked about that, that matchup at nauseum. Uh, that that yeah. Packers defense is You love this weekend. You love that matchup. My trap for the running back position, um, James Robinson – Look, he's facing Tennessee. What is going on there? Urban Meyer's going on. Okay, that's what's going God, on. We knew this was going to be a dumpster. He has figured out a way to ruin Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Like, this offense, I've wa- I went back and watched the last two games that they've played. This offense is awful. Like, just the way it's schemed, the way they attack defenses, it's nothing but these short, short routes, short screens. It's like that doesn't work all the time in the NFL. These are incredible athletes. Their entire offense was ready for Travis Etienne. That's what yeah. it tells us. It was built on him, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, there goes the whole playbook. I hate to say that, but look, focusing more on James Robinson, I, I just don't trust Urban Meyer. E- even though Tennessee is a prime matchup for running backs, I don't trust him not to keep James Robinson benched, even though everyone is complaining about it. I don't trust him to to play James Robinson just for a few touches behind Carlos Hyde. So I'm 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 probably I'm I'm staying away probably. Um, one because I I just don't trust that offense. Uh, James Robinson is an all around stud. I think he's great. Um, I just I've lost all faith in Urban Meyer, and it's sounding just from what I'm hearing like he's probably on the way out after this season. Anyway, that would be quick. But James Robinson, James Robinson, uh, he's my trap game. They asked Urban Meyer why James Robinson did not play more even after the fumble. Was he in the doghouse? He said no. He said why was he not in the game? His response: I don't know. What? And then today oh, they no. asked the general manager or ownership, somebody in the front office, um, why was James Robinson not present at Thursday's practice? He did not practice today. When asked about it, they said, we will not be answering questions regarding James Robinson at this time. So something is not good right now. Oh, how do you just... Oh, uh, man. <laughs> moving on from James Robinson, you pro- again, he's kind of like Montgomery. You may not have a whole right. lot of other options. So if he's a, a full go on Sunday, I'm rolling him out there. But watch it closely because he could be a late scratch or there could be a doghouse situation. 
Maybe he had a run-in with with uh, front office. I don't know. T. Higgins is my second It's a Trap player this week. He's a little bit banged up, limited practices all week. San Francisco defense has been really stout. Um, they're fifth. They're allowing the fifth fewest passing yards per game. And I feel like I know we say this every week, but Jamar Chase has to have a game at some point. So maybe with a banged up T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, finally he starts to get warming okay. back up for the playoff All right. run. I, I can feel that. That wraps up the bulk of the show. I have a, a couple of discussion questions for you, Dustin. All right. I, I, like, I like talking points. Hit me with them in the face. Before these talking points, I will tell you Deontay Johnson just had a 40-yard catch. Oh, okay. I can breathe a little bit more. 37. 37. Close well, enough. all right. Now, now that's not the same. Now my life is ruined. Okay, so I asked these questions. Actually, I only asked one of them on Twitter. I don't know if you saw the responses, so I'm, I'm happy to see yours. First. Okay. Let's say your league buy-in is $100. Okay. What would you be willing to pay in real money as insurance if you could guarantee your top two running backs do not get hurt and they play every game of the season? If that was possible, what would you pay? Um, It's going to depend on the league. Um, James Washington touchdown. I quit. I actually quit. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so what, d- d- what, what kind of money would you throw down to keep your your top two 100% right, so healthy all, t- all right, year? So in my best league, I had DeAndre Swift, and I had Christian McCaffrey. So that being the case, I would pay a hefty amount. Like, I'd probably pay, like, 300 bucks. Um, 300 bucks. Yeah. So now your investment into this league is $400. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably do that. Because I I think with – look, if I have Christian McCaffrey and DeAndre Swift, I feel like I win. Like, I feel like I've got a dang good shot at winning. If they're guaranteed to play and not get hurt. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. A hundred percent. So, the highest we saw on Twitter was $400. So, you're right up there with with the top percent of real money spenders for your guys. Oh, heck, if you have Derrick Henry. Here's here's part B. It's over. Yeah, here's part B. Yeah, yeah, so if you ask the Derrick Henry owner now, what would you have paid? (laughs) All of it. You just take my money. Yeah. Would you be willing to go to almost the winning pot? Like, let's say the pot was a thousand bucks. Would you pay nine hundred dollars to keep Henry healthy? No, no. I'd go half. I'd go half. I'd go five hundred. Five hundred. Um. Wow. Yeah, because that's a look, lot though. For just one context dude. for that, the the third rushing leader right now at this point, week coming into week fourteen, is still Derrick Henry. Like, he's still... Six weeks later. He hasn't played since week eight. And everyone's like, oh, man, Jonathan Taylor. Like, Jonathan Taylor's on a false throne, okay? He's got 1,300 yards. He's incredible. He's a man. Derrick Henry was the original, okay? He'd probably have 1,800 yards by now. Like... Yeah, you're right. It's so incredible. So, so if... Okay. If you were to name Christian McCaffrey and DeAndre Swift as your players who could not get hurt... Okay. That rule applies whether they're on your team or not. Would you be willing to trade them for a boatload of players back who do not have that same insurance? If if somebody offered you um, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Debo Samuel oh my. for Christian McCaffrey, and Christian McCaffrey could not get hurt, but all those other three could. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Let's just mm-hmm. hypothetical. Yeah, Dalvin tough. Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Debo. Would you hit accept? You'd have to. I feel like you'd have to. Like I feel like, yeah, you'd have to hit that. But oh man, that's yeah. So that's I'd the kind of value that th- that that you rule would you give you those. for those players. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you couldn't get Kamara and Debo for Christian McCaffrey, but now you're getting Kamara, Cook, and Debo. Yeah, because you're guaranteed that like he's gonna get twenty. Like that's yeah, every week. All right, here's the second question. Okay. Here in Texas, you can get a, and I think anywhere in the country, you can get a ticket for not wearing a Mm seatbelt, even if you're going twenty miles an hour. Yet, if you're going, let's say you're going seventy or eighty on the freeway, and somebody pulls up next to you also going eighty on a motorcycle. That does not have a seatbelt. How does that make any sense? Um, that is a. You can get a ticket going right. twenty in the neighborhood with no seatbelt, but eighty on a motorcycle that does not have a seatbelt, no ticket. That's actually a really that's a really good question because it's like, no, sir, you need to wear this seatbelt because you can go flying from this car. It's like, what about <laughs> yeah. This guy doesn't even have half the car. Like, he's not even, he doesn't have half of his. That's what I'm saying. Okay, and you're still letting him. You literally just stopped him and said, hey, dude, cool half a car. Like, (laughs) it just, like, the police like it so much. Like, hey, guys, what what if we put the police on half a car? It's like, yeah, that's a great (laughs) idea. Like, I want to see the the hypocrisy of a motorcyclist, uh, police officer pulling someone over for a seatbelt violation. That's what I want to see. Sir, you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Neither were you. Neither were you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's here's what I here's the response that I got on this question. And there were a bunch of different perspectives, which I always love and appreciate. The first was it's more dangerous if somebody on a motorcycle is strapped in. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I fully agree. I understand. If you're if you crash, you probably want to to get away from that bike and just roll it out. If you're strapped to that bike, you're you got problems. Yeah, also don't look now, but the uh, score in the Minnesota uh, Vikings game is 29 to 20. So just throwing it out there. Yeah, that was after the, the James Washington acrobatic catch. He's kind of like Michael Gallup, like you know, once a year. No, you don't you don't you put don't you <laughs> don't don't you put his name in there. Okay, a couple more perspectives because I think this right. is a good conversation. I think you'll like where it's going. All right, I like it. Go ahead. We got a little extra time tonight too, so. So what I did is, I looked up. I had a friend tell me, the seatbelt in a car is just like you have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle. That's kind of the trade-off. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Osborne, seventy-yard touchdown. My night has been made. Nice. My oh, guy. my God. I started him in my other home league. All right. I'll Dude, take it. Didn't you start him in this one? Yeah, bro. He's in my. He's in our home league. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Deontay now with 71 total yards. Okay, I'll take I'll it. I'll take it. Not I'll bad. take it. Uh, you know what I was thinking? I don't know what you're doing Sunday, but I might live stream watching the Bears game. Sunday... I should be free. I should be free to do that. Yeah, I should be free. It's Sunday night. I think so. If not the whole game, at least I'll jump on for for, for half of it. Um, okay, so he said yeah, the helmet on, on a motorcycle is 
just like the seatbelt in the car. That's the trade-off. If you're in your car, you don't have to wear a helmet because you have a seatbelt. Yeah. Right. So You're surrounded by the helmet. Right. I looked up at what point or in what state do you have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle? Because in every state, you have to wear a seatbelt. In Texas, when the day you turn 21, you can take your helmet off of your motorcycle. Yeah, as long as you have a gun to protect yourself. Like, you, you <laughs> How does that helmet. make sense? The <laughs> day doesn't. you turn, people are like, oh, it's just like alcohol. You know, you're, you're old enough to make your decision. That has nothing yeah. to do with, He's 21. with making He's good decisions. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. skull is finally ready. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> no need to, nah, he'll, he'll be okay. <laughs> so, so my dad was like, all right, well, I can understand a little bit why they would do that. Like at some point, you have freedom freedom as an adult to make your ultimate decision. It is an ultimate decision. And so I looked I looked up when when uh you have to wear your when wear a helmet on a motorcycle across the country. In Alaska, the day you turn seventeen or the day you turn eighteen, yeah, the helmet's gone. Oh man. So you're telling me at seventeen years, three hundred and sixty four days, you have to wear this thing that will save your life. And then tomorrow you can take it off, and now you don't have to save your life, right? But but your neighbor can get a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt going twenty. That that's messed up, man. You know what the problem is? Humans make the laws, and humans a lot of times don't make sense. Um, so that's this is true. I mean, why why do all of our cars? Well, most most people's cars go around a hundred miles an hour, hundred to one hundred twenty, hundred thirty, right? Depending on what car you right. have. Why don't you have to wear a helmet? The when fastest speed limit. Like, the fastest speed limit in the country is 85. Yeah. Why does your car go 130? There's no point. Why do they make cars go 130? There actually is a point. I, I said there's no point. My brother said, you don't want your car to be running, to be redlining, meaning you don't right. want that RPM meter to be at max speed. Yeah. Max RPMs burning your engine all the time. You That's want true. it to be at a happy medium, which I get. Yeah. Like I, That makes sense. About the only thing in that conversation that made sense, but that was my <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> That's why people come here. That's why people come here. <laughs> Sorry if you feel uh, if you feel dumber after listening to that. You're welcome. But at least you you uh, yeah you got to see some different perspectives, which I really do like. Yeah, there's a yeah that that might be a, a conversation uh, that we bring up later. That's gonna be that yeah that that law doesn't make sense i'm gonna have to be thinking about that i'm gonna ask a few diff- different people that question because now I think about <laughs> go it, ask your fiance the f word baby yeah go say hey uh what do you think about helmets for seatbelts she's gonna be like oh my god you just finished recording didn't you I, this is travis's bullcrap I, lo- I love her i love her so much she would wear a helmet while driving if she, if she could so uh so that's <laughs> she's she's very safety conscious love you um uh, are those all the questions we have? What else we got? Is that it? Yeah, that it? that's all I that's got for tonight. That's going to do it yeah, for man. episode 39 of Losing Sucks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. Week 14 coming up. Playoffs right around the corner for those of you who aren't already in it. And for those of you that aren't, well, good luck next year. Continue listening. Going to be a lot more fun. We'll continue this show through the offseason. Thanks so much, guys, for a fantastic regular season. Thank you so much for listening. And our first playoffs right around the corner. Again, at Losing Sucks. Remember, Losing Sucks. Don't do it. <laughs>